Well, before we sit down, let's greet one another this morning and do something crazy, okay? Let's get out of the basket, out of the box. You can do it right there or move around just for a second or two. You guys at home? You guys at home and greet each other. La da 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 da. Take it to the Lord in prayer. La da da da. We better get back together or I'll sing. And the people at home won't like it. <laughs> Take it to the Lord in prayer. Well, I don't know, Kenny. All you have to do is say, let's greet each other and shoo. <laughs> Can you get it, Sharon? I love it. Well, I don't know if you know it or not. Folks at home probably have. But uh, I've been off on a, on a rabbit trail the last two weeks. And today I'm going to finish up this rabbit trail. And we'll get back to Genesis next week. We'll get back to Genesis and see what's going on there. And finish up August in Genesis. But I got uh, carried away with... Um, with uh, Ishmael and, and his mom out there in the desert and, and their tears. And um, uh, I think that often we have a lot of friends that are in the desert and, 
and are, are, um, are crying and we don't take time to listen to them cry. We don't take time to, to do things for them to help them through their, their desert time to help them start climbing back up on the mountain for that momentary time too. Um, I'm convinced that the reason we don't do it is um, because uh, we're fearful of doing something crazy. Um, and everything in life just um, ending up um, maybe not where we want it to be because we have not taken that step of faith. And I'm, I'm thinking in my heart that when we read last week from, from Luke chapter 5 where these four guys um, took their friend down um, to Jesus that um, it's a good example for us. Uh, and I think I said it in Friday's devotion that that um, we need to be in a small group. It's so important to be in a small group. Uh, hey, Roger, what was the name of your group? Romeos. <laughs> let, me, let me make sure I get this right. Roger goes. Roger told me about a group that he goes to. It's called Romeo's Retired Old Men Eating Out. I love it. Don't you love it? And then there's these. What does these stand for? Exercise. Okay. <laughs> Ease into it, huh? Um, uh, I think. I think literally, friends, that. Um, just like this group of um, Amish Mennonites um, that do the, how much did they raise? Over 150000 Because not one person did it, but a whole bunch of people. And there's, there's groups in that, in that group of people that did that. I think there is so much power in these groups that we, we don't tap into because of our own shortcomings, our own concerns that, that things won't go well. Um, I mean, we can see amazing things happen. I have no doubt about it. We can see amazing things happen in our individual walk. I know I've seen an awful lot. Um, uh, it, it's just, you know, of, of what God has has um, done in our lives, Phyllis Ann and I, and, and in the life of, of all the churches that we've been in. I've, I've seen uh, and totally been amazed at some of the things God has accomplished and done because of individuals and corporate people being in that small group. Do you know what I mean? You all, you all with me on that? that? That God does great things, whether we're by ourselves or not. I just think that if we're going to grow spiritually the way God wants us to grow, we need to be together. We can't be apart. Um, I always used to say there's no SSC. You know what an SSC is? Secret Service Christian. There aren't, there's none of those. None of those, friends. None of us are Secret Service Christians. We are to be together. God has, God has geared us to be to be together, not as individuals. Um, Phyllis Ann always has a problem when we, when we go to a monastery, and she says these people just are hiding away. 
And I said, well, no, honey, they're praying for you right now in case you didn't know it. <laughs> that still doesn't change your opinion, you know. But, but um, I remember um, one of my favorite authors, Henry Nowen, um, said that he couldn't take being at the monastery at the Abbey of the Genestee. He could take it for a short period of time, but he couldn't live there because he had to be with people. And he had to be in that group of people that was doing something for the kingdom of God. And so he started a great company that he left uh, the United States and went to Canada um, because there were so many homeless kids there that just broke his heart. And he went up there and started a great ministry with a bunch of people. Couldn't do it himself. We can't do it ourselves. Can't do it ourselves. We need to be in the body. Because, I say that because I think every one of us are like these four guys carrying their friend, this paralyzed person. We don't know anything about it, and I'm glad we don't. All we know is that he couldn't get there without somebody helping him. And I think that each of us, if we're not one of those people, each of us know people who, who um, have hurts in their life, have hang-ups in their life so that they can't get past, that have um, um, habits that just keep tearing them down and, and, um, and bringing them farther and farther away from, from their relationship with God. And most of them don't even want to have one and um, don't even seek it, let alone know that God is there for them. And I think as we talk about these small groups, one of the dynamics of the small group is the overriding dynamic is that a small group understands that there's not one person that is out of God's grace. Did you all hear that? There's not one person. You know, the person that, you, you know, the, the, their animal keeps leaving stuff in your yard? You know that you don't like? That's the person that's available for God's grace. Aunt Ethel, you know? Aunt Ethel. Gosh, she's such a pain in the butt. That's the person that God wants us to reach out to and tell them they're worth more than they can ever imagine. I want to share with you, on top of what we said last week, about a small group having some attributes, some things that they need to, to build upon um, to become that successful small group. They need to have that compassion. You know, they need to have that compassion um, from somebody that cares for them, no matter whether they agree with them or not. They need to have that, that faith. You know, we need to have that faith that, that we believe in our hearts that everyone is available to come to God and be healed. We need that, you know, for our, especially for our moms and and for our friends like um, um, Karen and Gary and, and um, uh, for all the people that you're taking care of out at the nursing home, you know, these folks um, need uh, people of faith who know that no matter what, God can take care. We need to have that kind of fantastic faith. And then we have to be those people that want to do more than just pray. And, um, and um, <clears throat> I, I say this all the time, I, uh, you know, it, I, I, I'm praying for you, but is there more that I can do for you? And, and uh, most people say, yeah, but I'll call you if I need you. And they never call. 
because they have great family, which is good. Amen. But uh, uh, one friend, um, I told him that, and he said, "You mean you drive me to Cleveland?" I said, "Anytime you want to." A hundred trips later, I thought, "Okay." But that was good. That was good. We had such a great time. Today, I want us to look at four more things that make a small group a mission group. You see, it's more than just getting together. It's getting together and and deciding there's something we can do. Um, I suppose that's how Matt's Matters got together. Somebody saw a need and said, okay, let's take care of this that way. And now, hundreds of months later, we see what's going on. I want to take you to Galatians chapter 9, if you have your Bibles. Um, open up there and stay in Galatians chapter, chapter 6. There's some great verses there. It goes like this. So we must not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. You all hear that? We must not tire of doing good all the time. This is the word of God for all of his people. Thanks be to God. Let me give... <laughs> I said to Emma this morning, I said, uh, do you have something to give me? Because I have something I want to give you. And she come running over, didn't she? <laughs> and jumped in my arms and gave me a big hug. I just love it. Can't wait to see her. Okay, the first thing we need then is persistence. We need to be persistent. Not only, not only do we need to, to um, um, have compassion, faith, and intervention, but we need to have com- uh, um, persistence. I'm sorry, keep on going, um, uh, Sharon. I messed all that up, didn't I? There you go. <laughs> the folks at home are saying he's past that. That's not Sharon's fault. That's mine. Um, Persistence is something that, that um, um, we need to hear God say to us. Um, we must not get tired. We must keep doing what God wants us to do. Uh, we can't give up. We can't give up, ever. I'm, I, I've been praying for some folks for, for literally for years. Every time I get around them, I, I do my best uh, literally, every time I get around him, I say, okay, Lord, give me the right words to say that we'll do something here. And I'm not going to quit doing that. You know, I'm gonna, there's folks in my life, I don't know about in your life, but they need us. And then I, we get them into small groups and things change. It's really good. These friends in Luke chapter 5, friends, didn't let difficulties um, discourage them. Wouldn't, would not happen. Um, it didn't matter in their hearts what was going on or how difficult it was going to be. They were going to get their friend who couldn't get there. A lot of our friends can't get there. They can walk, they can talk, they can drive a car and everything, but they can't get there until a group of us say, come on. Let's go. When I was um, much younger, I had these persistent friends who kept asking me to go to church where this woman went to church. <laughs> and I'd be going places that I 
shouldn't have been going at that time, but I'd end up in that church. Can you imagine? End up in that church with her and think, what in the world am I doing here? But it's because a group of people were stinking praying. One time I said to Phyllis, and, and you quit praying for me. <laughs> she said, sure. Yeah. Nobody ever had that problem, huh? Persistence. Persistence. We need to be persistent in all that God wants us to do. We can't give up. We can't give up. There's a second one uh, of this for today. Um, we need to be innovative. You know the worst thing that a small group can say is, we can't do that because we've never done it that way before. <laughs> oh, my gracious. Um, these friends dared to do something crazy, didn't they? Didn't they? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I can't tell you how many church meetings I've been in how many church? I, it's terrible, terrible, terrible! I tell you that I've been in church meetings and said, "No, we can't do that." You know why? It's a simple reason why, not a difficult reason. You know why we can't do it? Never done it that way before. Golly, Neds! As long as we live under that that um, mantra, guess what we're going to do, friends? Nothing. These guys were innovative, um, uh, and I want to sh- share with you, what they did was messy. I don't care what you say, Jesus got dirty. He got dirty because someone was digging the roof off of his head. All the people around him probably saying, oh, Lord, what's distracting us now? What is going on at this time? And, <laughs> and they're saying, no, there's some idiots up there digging a hole in the roof. My goodness. And I'm sure things fell down. I don't think they had a security net up anywhere. I, 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 want, I want us to understand that being in ministry, especially in a church or small group, wherever you're at, it's messy. It's messy. You're going to offend somebody. You all with me? You're going to offend somebody. Somebody's going to get mad at what you're doing because... Because what you're doing is upsetting their world. And in small groups, that's what, I think that's what, I went to a small group one time, they, that's all they talked about. Let's don't offend anybody. Let's don't offend anybody. And finally, after about six months of that, I said, no, let's offend someone. They didn't ask me back. But I went to a group one time and they, they said, um, we, they want to read a book and it's called How to Break the 200 level of getting people more than 200 people into your church and it gave this book gave all kinds of things and one day they finally asked me they said what are you trying to do and I said I'm not trying to break 200 I said I'm trying to break a thousand and they looked at me like okay here's this idiot again you know because it was it wasn't it wasn't what we usually do and they said well how are you doing I said well I've made it a couple times I haven't done anything, but God has done an amazing thing. And I, they said, what do you mean? I said, well, we have 500 people coming on Friday night to a bluegrass thing. And then we have over 100 kids. Can you imagine this? At that time, we had over 100 kids in the Boy Scout group. One of the biggest groups going. Man, they destroyed that church. It was fantastic. Yeah, we come in and it was a church like this, you know, only a little bit bigger. And there's holes in the wall from baseballs, from the Boy Scouts. And the trustees came to me and said, look what they did this time. I said, let's throw them out. 
Oh, no, we want to throw them out. I said, okay, they'll fix it. Don't worry. They fixed it. It's innovative. We, we, we went to a church that, that, that they said um, we can have the greatest Sunday school in the world if we just work at it. And by the time we were done and all in place, there was 350 people coming to Sunday school. 67 people needed to be there just to be teachers and supporters. All because someone said we can do it. Listen, we, we can do this. We, we had this one little boy who was in the fourth grade, and he come in, and every other word that he spoke started with an F. And this Sunday school teacher came to me, and she said, we've got to get this boy out of the classroom. I said, really? Let's throw him out. Because guess what he's hearing at home? And she said, what do you mean? I said, this is, where, this is the boy that we're reaching for. Amen? Okay, so I put a big boy in there with him, <laughs> with her, and he, every time he did that, he, he would go over and talk to him and say, there's another word you can use. I don't know where he's at, but he didn't get thrown out of church. Innovative. We need to be that way, my friends. It's messy. Persistence. Innovative. And then we have to be co- 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 uh, cooperation with each other. Cooperation with each other is so difficult the craziest thing in the world, isn't it? We're all doing it for the same reason, aren't we? We're all here today to praise the Lord, you know? But uh, if that guy keeps on going, I'm out of here, <laughs> you know? Because I'm not going to cooperate with everything he's talking about. He's nuts. Amen? You can say that. It's okay. I'm, I'm telling you, I've been in so many places and done so many things with all these different, and I'm talking about Christians and, and, and um, a motorcycle gang. And the motorcycle gang got along a lot better than the Christians did. Can you imagine? Because the Christians, when you get together and you start doing things, I can imagine uh, these four guys up there, and they probably had an old guy like me up there on one of the ropes, and they were probably saying, if you let go of that rope, we're going to beat the crap out of you. You know? You know what, the, you know what I mean? If you... If you decide to do it this way, we're out of here. No, I don't know if you know it or not, but you can probably look around in here and see people that don't go to this church anymore because of not cooperating. It's my way or the highway. Amen? If you don't do it my way, I'm gone. If you don't, uh, don't handle this the way I think you should do it, then I'm out of here. I'll go someplace else. They'll have it right. I had a friend of mine one time that, that told us he was, in, he was always looking for the perfect church. And he said one day he came into Timken and he said, I found the per- perfect church. I said, you did, Jack? And he said, yeah. I said, well, it's not perfect anymore. I could say that to him. We were good friends. A couple of weeks later, he came in and he said, uh, Jack, how's your church? He said, oh, I left that church. It wasn't as perfect as I thought it was. Never is, is it? It's a big job for one guy to get another guy who can't walk to um, uh, um, Jesus' feet. But four guys could do it if they cooperated with each other. A supportive community, I'm going to tell you, is a powerful, powerful tool for God to use. And I believe that's why most churches that you see that are movers and shakers and getters and goers, if you'll watch, don't get me wrong, in, in, 
in any big big church, all they have is more problems than we have in a smaller church. But they have the problems too. But you will see a large amount of cooperation with everybody saying, yes, let's do this for the kingdom of God. Let's do this. Let me give you the last one. Persistence, innovation, cooperation. And the last one is nothing more than sacrifice. We need, to, we need to learn to sacrifice. And I'm, I'm going to say something gracefully to you guys that I hope you can hear. And, um, and um, Glenn probably can uh, affirm it better than I can. And, and um, Fred and, and, and Paul. But <coughs> you guys are faithful in sacrificing. Through this whole pandemic. Because, you know, what we don't see there... Is, and if this was Peter's house, you can see Peter saying to the guys, hey, that was great, now who's going to fix my roof? You know, I'm glad the guy got healed. I'm glad he got up and took his bed and took off, and you didn't need to carry him out of here. But it's raining. <laughs> Holy cow. I'm glad that you guys did all that, but I have a hole in my roof. Who's going to repair it? And I just, I just almost can see this small group. I can guarantee you. They said, let's tear that roof down. And then somebody bring mortar with them. Bring some tiles with you because we're going to break some. And I bet you they fixed the roof that day. It takes sacrifice, friends, to do any kind of ministry. Whether, whether it's um, your time you give or your money or your effort. Um, it takes time to be involved. Did I ever tell you about the church in Haiti? Oh, it wasn't in Haiti. It was in Cuba. It was in Cuba. This church there was called the Garlic Church. The Garlic Church. You know, and they have those strands of garlic. You know what I'm talking about? That they hang around. You can buy them at any market. You know how much those strands cost? Ten cents. And they would sell that garlic. All these people in the church would sell that garlic until they got enough money to pay the mason guy to put the bricks up. And I thought that was pretty cool. And then they said, yeah. And then after we got enough money for him to do that, he could lay a, a, a layer of bricks, a, a, you know, all the way down. We would have to make the cement and get the bricks to him. All he did was put it together. I thought, oh my, took them a little over 10 years. But it's a great church where they worship God in. And um, you could, uh, you could uh, put a hole in their roof real easy. It's a thatch roof. And it gets wet when you rain. But that's okay. Because we're there to do what? Worship God. Luke um, chapter 16 verse 19 says, Use your worldly possessions, whatever that is, whatever it is, to benefit other people. <laughs> Small groups not only must be willing to meet and, and take on the ministry that God has called them to do, but they also need to take care of the finances of it. I think I've told you, I'm going to tell you probably a hundred more times, but there was a group at Duber United Methodist Church, a small group that we belonged to, for eight years, every three months, they sent us $75. Every three months. And you know when we got that money? When we didn't have any money at all. We'd get $75 from that church. It was amazing how God did that. Did that just for us. We need, friends, 
and these small groups. We need these things called compassion and faith, and we need to be concerned about other people enough to intervene with persistence and uh, innovation and cooperation and sacrifice. And I want to say this to you this morning as we finish up with this thought, that we as a church, we as a church of body of believers here, this, this group, small group or big group, whatever you want to say it, we should have all these affecting our, our every move. These seven things we should be saying to ourselves, are we doing these things? Is this why we're doing this? Or are we doing it just to say we have this done or that done? Or are we doing it because we want to, want to thank God for all that he's done for us? We are, we are folks that are designed to be like Christ. And to be like Christ, guess what he did? Got a small group together. Got a small group together. In your Bibles, if, if you want to go home and read this, or right now, chapter 6, verse 9, and then verse 10, listen to what it says. It says this. So then, it's a good verse to look at. So then, as we have opportunity. Did you hear that? I'm going to say this to you lightly. We miss a lot of opportunities, and every opportunity we miss is what we forget, that there's something amazing going to happen, but we won't know it because we, we are not plugged in to these seven things. And, and it will shut down real quick, and we'll say, oh, gosh, my my." challenge to you is to see something amazing and the only way to do that is to grow spiritually and be in a small group amen let's pray together god thank you thank you for the challenge today for us to be in a small group to um, be in that group that is that is (laughs) doing something fantastic that has such compassion and and faith that they can't do anything else but find a way Help us, help us in, to, seek, uh, to seek to do the things you want us to. Help us to be, I guess the word persistent, Lord. We can't do it by ourselves. We need you to help us to find ways to get these things done. And then, Lord, humble us. Humble us. so that we can do a sacrifice that's unbelievably out of our out of our realm that we would cooperate more than we can ever imagine simply because we're doing it for you i'm sure yesterday there was a lot of upheaval in the midst of everything but the end result was exactly what happened to this young man lives were touched and hearts were changed and in the days that lie ahead. Just as that young man took his mat and took off, I'm sure those that were with that Mennonite program are going to see blessing upon blessing because, just because, Lord God, they didn't put any boundaries on your grace and on your love. Use us. There's a small group here, Lord. Whether we're at home or here, use us and help us to look for ways 
to see amazing things happen. We pray this in your son's name today and for his glory. Amen.